0: Hi, welcome to the Grief Awakening Podcast. My name is Elise Duzo, and I'm a grief coach and Reiki practitioner here in Nashville, Tennessee. I help guide others who are grieving to reignite their relationships with their loved ones on the other side, helping them ease the ache of grief. This is a podcast where we can have open conversations about grief and loss, mediumship, signs, and I'll even tell you my story as a young widow. If you like this episode, don't forget to hit that follow button, and if you'd like to reach out to me, feel free to give me a follow on Instagram at intuitively underscore Elise. Enjoy the show! Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Grief Awakening Podcast. You know, I have to say that um, at the time that you're listening to this, we're just a few short days away from the first full moon of June. And I have to say, throughout my life, I've heard, you know, you hear people say all the time that full moons can make people a little wild. It makes the energy kind of crazy. And the funny thing about me is my body is super synced up with the moon. And I mean that in that my cycle, like my menstrual cycle is synced up to the moon I'm about to start my cycle when there's a full moon. I ovulate on a new moon. I won't get into all the details of the phases, but you get the gist. And I find that in the days leading up to a full moon, I am a bit more emotional than I would like to be. And this week has been no different. And it kind of. I feel like was catapulted by a string of events that occurred over the weekend and then also at the beginning of this week where I just kind of stayed in this prolonged, um, griefy state, if you will. And I'm just ending probably one of the worst days I've had in a long time at the time that I'm recording this. And, I thought I would just hop on the mic and kind of give you my raw, real, vulnerable, unfiltered version of me for this last episode of season one. As I've mentioned in the last few episodes, we're coming up on the third year anniversary of Jared's passing. It'll be a week from Sunday, and you might hear me say this and think, why did, why is she always counting down? Why, why am I always counting down? And the truth is, I don't know why I do that. It's just something that I've been doing ever since that first six month when I hit that six month mark after his passing and everything really finally set in for me that this was real, that the love of my life was no longer with us. And, um, ever since that time, since that December of 2020, I have continued to count down. In the beginning, it was every single month. On the 11th, I would count down to the next month and how many months it had been since he passed. And then we hit the year, and I continued to do this from the year to the year and a half mark to the two year. And here we are almost at three years And I think it's hitting me a little bit heavier than I expected it ever would. If you've been following along with my journey on this podcast or through Instagram over the last year and a half, even two years, you've probably seen how much I've grown. And my sad days are a lot farther apart than they once were they're a lot less frequent and i i credit that to my connection that i have with Jared my spiritual connection that i have with him that keeps me feeling close to him and it kind of keeps a lot of the the griefy days the ache in your heart it keeps that at bay until it doesn't anymore and every once in a while you just have to let yourself feel it all and honor, and honor what you're feeling when it does come up. And so I'm going to tell you everything that happened over the weekend <laughs> and and as I do, I'll tell you my thoughts on how I'm feeling about this third year anniversary. So it kind of all started on Saturday evening. My best friend and I, Megan Gill, you might know her from this podcast. She was on as our guest, and she's also my co host on the Connection podcast, which aired yesterday, Thursday, June 1st. So if you haven't checked that out, please do. It will, of course, be linked in the show notes for you. But it was Megan's birthday this past week, and she turned 35. And so, of course, we wanted to go out and celebrate her. We had an awesome day together. We started our day with a really amazing photo shoot with our friend Jordan, who will also be on our podcast coming up here soon. And we had a branding photo shoot, and then she and I had a little spa date. We went and did this really fun um, mud bath at this spa in East Nashville, and we had so much fun together. We had a mud bath, a sauna, showers. It was so sweet and nice and really relaxing. And then we got ready and went to a special dinner out on the lake in Hendersonville, which is just outside of Nashville, about 30 minutes. And once we got there, I don't think we realized how popular this restaurant would be. And I guess it's more well-known than I thought because there was a two-hour wait when we got there. And there were people from all walks of life there, old, young people just coming off the boat in their swim tops and bathing suits, people dressed up, people dressed down. It was, there was really great people watching opportunities happening. <laughs> and so once we heard it was a two hour wait, we decided to just kind of go walk inside and see if there's some spots of the bar. Maybe we could just grab a drink and wait around and enjoy the view by the water for a little while. And so we walk inside and I just happened to see two spots open up at the end of the bar. So we decided to grab them and have some dinner up there and just kind of enjoy ourselves. And as we were sitting there, Meg points out to, out to me this man sitting diagonally across from us on the other side of the bar. And I couldn't quite see him right away, but as I, kind of shifted my seat. I could see him from around the side of this pole on the edge of the bar. And she pointed out to me that he looked identical to Jared. And I looked over and I saw him and I agreed and was a little bit stunned, to be honest. And the more I stared at him as we ate our food, the more and more I saw so many similarities between them. When he smiled, he had the same little eye wrinkles that Jared had that were just so cute and made him look like he was smiling with his eyes. They had similar teeth and mannerisms. And the only thing that was missing, honestly, was a baseball cap because Jared always wore a backwards baseball hat. And in the moment, this didn't really bother me. I thought it was actually kind of cool. And I snapped a photo of him. And of course, I sent it to my sister and and our friend Kim. And I was like, oh my God, it's a doppelganger, you know? And everything was fine. We had a great dinner. We left and went on our way. And it wasn't until the next morning that I feel like some of the griefy feelings started setting in. I let myself sleep in on Sunday morning, which was so needed. And then I got up and made my coffee and sat on my couch with my journal as i do on the weekends and just kind of started writing down some of thoughts i had posted on instagram later last week a reel of all the ways that i i miss jared and i miss my loved ones in spirit and i mentioned a few of the ways of that i miss him in the way that i used to miss him when he would go to work for the day and i miss him in the way that i used to miss him when he would go away on a trip And it's so much more than that. It's hard to explain just in a reel, but I started to journal about it. And I wanted to read you a little section from my journal. The other day I made a video about all the ways I miss you. And there's so many ways I never even thought about, but I know I feel it. I always missed you when I wasn't with you. I miss you on the days where the weather and wind is just perfect, because we used to go disc golfing. And I miss you on rainy days, too, because we would snuggle up on the couch and watch movies and play Mario Party. I miss you when I'm out having a drink with friends. I used to feel this sense of peace knowing I was taken and would get to go home to you. I miss you when I go to Target and walk by the men's section. I miss buying you clothes. I miss you when I drive around Murfreesboro, where our life together was held. And I miss you on Sunday mornings, and wish I still had a reason to make a big breakfast with pancakes. I miss you every second of every minute of every day. So I wrote this in my journal, writing writing it out to Jared, as you can probably tell, and there's so much more than just the little things that we used to do together. There was this energy between us in that I think a lot of couples, when you spend a lot of time together, when you've been together for a long time, like we were, um, you kind of enjoy having your own separate time. Maybe even like if you're a stay-at-home mom and you actually maybe look forward to when on some days your husband goes to work and you can actually get stuff done (laughs) for you or for the house or whatever it is, or maybe, um, you know, you enjoy when your partner goes out and hangs out with their friend for a little while so you can have your girl time at home. And we had those moments for sure. But most of the time when we were apart, even if he was just in another room, I felt like I missed him. We just couldn't wait to get back to each other whenever we were apart. And I don't think anyone will ever understand truly that feeling, except for him and for I. Only he understands how much I miss him, and only I understand how much he misses me. And so I was writing all this out of my journal, and obviously you can imagine getting a little bit emotional about it. <laughs> but I tried to go on with my day. And I ended up spending the afternoon doing lots of yard work outside. I had a a tree that had, had fallen down. It wasn't like a huge, huge, ginormous tree with a big trunk or anything, but really, really large tree limbs that needed a really need like a chainsaw to cut down. But of course, me with my I can do anything attitude, I went outside and tried to tackle it myself. I spent a good two to two and a half hours working on this tree, only getting about half of it cut down into a, pol- a smaller pile of sticks. And I thought, okay, now I have a giant pile of sticks. Now what? <laughs> you know, I just made it from a tree to a giant pile of sticks. <laughs> kind of laughing at myself, but... You know, as I was working, um, I was using some like big hedge trimmer clippers. You know, and I was cutting a limb that was taller than me, so I kind of had to lift my arms up close to my face, trying to cut. And as I did, and I was putting pressure on the clippers between the handles, trying to close them together, I accidentally punched myself in the face, in my cheekbone, and of course it hurt so horribly bad, I instantly started crying and kind of just collapsed. And one thing I haven't quite talked about on this podcast before is throughout my journey, and this has been the case ever since the very, very beginning, whenever something, I feel like something bad is happening in my life or has happened to me or I get hurt, I blame it on... Jared being gone in the situation that I'm in. So in that moment, if you can picture me in the, my backyard with a giant set of clippers holding my face in tears, all I could think of is if Jared were here, this wouldn't be happening. And I can think of so many instances throughout my journey where I've said that line. I've thought those, I've thought those thoughts. I remember one of the very first times was when I first moved into my 500 square foot apartment after I moved moved out of Jared and I's house that we lived in together. And, um, I remember I had this, it was a studio and I had this closet unit that my friend and I had installed inside the bedroom. And this bedroom was so tiny that the closet unit came right up to the edge of the one side of the bed and i remember looking down underneath the bed to try and grab something and as i stood up the back the edge of the closet unit scratched the entire backside of the center of my back cutting my back open and i'm not going to get graphic on here but it hurt so horribly bad i crumbled just in, just in the same way that I did when I just punched myself in the face, cutting down that tree, I crumbled and started spiraling into a grief spiral. That's what I'm going to call it. Just kind of blaming everything that was going wrong in my life in that moment on my circumstances and also a little bit on Jared. And he doesn't deserve that, of course. And it's more not on him, but just on the fact that he's gone and this is where I'm at. And so once I collected myself and gave the tree another go, I worked for a little bit longer and my my day ended from there on an okay note. But I'm just feeling this kind of cloud, that cloud of grief that follows year round, it was back. And the next day was Memorial Day, the Monday holiday, and that wasn't such a bad day. Once again, I kind of felt that cloud of grief following me around throughout the day, but I was meeting with clients all day, which kept me distracted and always puts me in a good mood. So after my sessions, I got to see my bestie Meg again at night. We worked on our podcast. It wasn't until this morning, Tuesday at the time of this recording, that things kind of went downhill again. So this morning I woke up um, and I started getting ready for the day. I actually slept so amazing the night before, which was so, so, so needed. I remember I just took a melatonin to make sure that I would fall asleep pretty quickly because I hadn't been the last few nights. And um, I had an amazing night's sleep. And I got up and I was actually in a really great mood. And it wasn't until I was getting ready to walk out the door to head out and start my work day that um, I peeked inside my dresser drawer where my socks and undergarments are held. And I was looking for my my portion of Jared's remains, his ashes, and I know it's really morbid to talk about that, but this this news will come was going to come a little bit later. But I'm, I am going to be partnering with a company who makes beautiful, amazing pottery as urns, pottery and flower bases, And we're going to be working together. And I was looking for my portion, my very small portion of his remains so that I could get it out and see what size piece of pottery I needed to order. And they were nowhere to be found. They were not in there. And I was already running late. I just needed to get on with my day, so I, I kind of made a until note I need to look for that later and started getting ready to go. I made some breakfast, made my coffee, you know, getting all things sorted to walk out the door, and I put my breakfast on the countertop just by the back door where I would normally exit, and somehow I was walking by and my breakfast fell straight down face first onto the carpet by the front door, in mean the side door. And there was my breakfast on the carpet now. So of course I'm frustrated. I clean that up quickly and I'm like, okay, forget that. I still got my coffee. So I grab everything. I head outside. I've got my coffee kind of held against my body with my arm so that I can lock my door. And then I was going to grab it with my hand. And as I'm doing all this, somehow the coffee spills all over my shirt, all over my storm door, the pavement where my steps are. And I just, once again, I'm so frustrated. So I'm starting to crumble. I go inside and quickly change as fast as I can, just so I can get out the door and get to my work on time. And so this kind of (laughs) started, started the horrible day and I couldn't like get out of a funk from there, you know? Um, I, I did my work. I was, I was okay, but, you know, just really still feeling that cloud of grief and really worrying about the ashes and where they might be. So at the end of the day, I came home and I searched around looking for, trying to think of the last place that I saw them. And the only thing I could think of was that I had taken them with me last summer when I stayed with my my far- my family in Connecticut for about a month and a half. And I had packed them in a suitcase. And I was thinking like, did I take this other suitcase that's in my attic? And I went up there to look in the suitcase to see if I happened to leave it in there and it was nowhere to be found. And so I walked into my guest room where my desk is held and I was kind of looking in some of the drawers to see if I had it over there. And I asked Jared in my mind's eye, I said, help me find them help me find this. And it wasn't even five seconds later, I kind of got the ping to open the closet door inside the guest room. And I opened it and I looked down and I remembered that I had this wooden box in there. Jared's sister-in-law had given me this really beautiful engraved wooden box for keepsakes. This was very very shortly after jared passed i won't even say it was like the week of his funeral and it's a really beautiful box it's probably about the size of you know a shoe box that would hold boots or something like that like larger than a shoe box but pretty wide and um i remember her when she gave it to me thinking like how on earth can i fit everything i want to keep of jared's in this little box like how can i how can i choose like the way it was presented to me i remember feeling a little angry at the time like it was such a thoughtful and beautiful gift and i do appreciate it now but i remember in that moment when it was first given to me i thought how on earth can i choose of what should be kept and what should be let go And over time, I've added a couple of things to the box while while still keeping all of his other belongings, but certain things that I wanted to keep safe and were special to me would be get put in this wooden box. And I forgot that after I had moved, I had put it in that closet for, you know, temporary storage. And I decided to take it out of its bag, put it on the bed and I opened it up and there they were. In a little velvet blue bag are the tiny little satch of his remains that I was given to keep. And while that put my mind at ease, I of course started looking through all the other things in the box. His deodorant, his chapstick, some essential oil rollers that I had made as cologne for him. A pen from his work that he used every day. His favorite Star Wars hat. And various shirts that I could fit in there. And I sat there... Smelling all the things and... Smelling our old house... On the items. And really in that moment I just knew that I needed to release and I needed to cry. And so I did. And um, it doesn't stop there. <laughs> um, I pulled myself together, of course, and I got ready to go to a yoga class because I knew that's what my body really, really needed today. And so I went to the power flow class, which I always do, which is very much like a workout. It's high energy yoga. It's not relaxed, slow flow, which I normally love to go to, but I really needed to sweat. So I was fine with it. And the class was amazing. It was so hard as always. And at the very, very end, we end in savasana, and, um, it's a, you know, that put, po- you just lay down basically on your mat. I don't even know if I said that right, but you just lay down on your mat and the teacher started playing this really beautiful, um, ballad type of song through the speakers. And I really just felt in that moment, my, my energy, my emotion, everything just released. And I couldn't help it. I couldn't help but cry. And, um, Megan, of course, because we do everything together, (laughs) she was in the class with me and I knew she, she felt it for me too. And she reached over and grabbed my hand which is really sweet. We've done that with each other in class before because sometimes, especially with movement, moving your body, you just release things that you weren't expecting. And so we talked for a few moments after class and I decided to come home and turn on this mic and talk to you all. And so, like I said, it's been a day. It's been a week. It's been a weekend. It's been rough, but in a way that I know I needed it to be. I know I needed to work through and release some stuff. And so, as we approach this third year anniversary, I really don't know how I'm going to feel. I never know how I'm going to feel in the moment. Some days, the last, maybe even the first year and the second year, it honestly wasn't a bad day. I had moments of taking time by myself to connect in with him, but mostly spent time with his family, and this has been the first year where I have questioned if I want to do that. And I'm going to respect their privacy and not go into any details on that, but I just want to say that everyone grieves differently, as you all know, and some of us grieve more out in the open, and some of us are more private, and a lot of his family His siblings err more on the private side, so much so that they have trouble talking about him. And it is hard for me to be around, to be honest. Um, Not in general, but on that specific day, on a day that is supposed to be about him and that we intentionally spend together to honor him, it's very, very hard to go the day without speaking his name which has been my experience in the past few years. And so this has been the first time that I've gone back and forth on whether or not I want to spend that special day with them. And just today I kind of gained some clarity on that and what my plan is. And my plan is to spend most of that weekend here in Nashville, go on hikes, spend time just connecting in with him, And on the day of his anniversary, on Sunday, I'll be traveling up to Illinois to visit with his family for just a few hours. And that's how I'm going to spend the time. And of course, things may change in the moment based on how I feel, just as grief does. But I feel like this third year, for whatever reason, is going to be a new chapter, And I've already changed and grown so much. I always think, like, how can I possibly change anymore? How can my life possibly keep changing? (laughs) You know, can we just kind of be at one place for once? But that's how life is. You know, we grow, we change, we evolve. And grief is no different than that. So I just want to say how lovely it's been recording this podcast over the last gosh 9 months or so and the conversations that we've had the people we've talked to i feel like i'm getting to a space where we're really getting the swing of things i'm really really enjoying having these conversations getting better at interviewing i hope you guys would agree with that and getting a little more comfortable behind this microphone and I know that it will just continue to grow as we move into the rest of the year, into season two. And please let me know if there are specific guests that you guys would really, really love to hear from. My dream guest of all time, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to manifest this, and I'm an excellent manifester, so it's probably going to happen. I'm putting this out into the universe. If Laura Lynn Jackson, the author of Signs, would come on this podcast, that would make my life. So I'm putting the intention out there for that. Laura, Lynn, if you hear this, please email me. <laughs> anyway, um, special thank you to all f- who have continued to listen and write in and share your thoughts with me or just even reshare the podcast to your stories. Um, it means so much. So thank you for listening. As I mentioned in previous episodes, if you want to have some new content the next couple weeks, you can head over to the Connection podcast and join us over there. We're going to be talking about female entrepreneurship for the first couple episodes. So if you're a business owner or an aspiring business owner, be sure to come tune in for that. Join the party. And then I will continue to do updates via Instagram probably over the next couple weeks, but... June 23rd is the currently planned air date for season two to begin. I'm currently still interviewing, still recording, so we will have fresh content ready to go for the end of June, and I'm very, very excited for you guys to hear those interviews, Um, and as always, we'll mix in a few solo episodes here and there. But if there's specific content or specific guests that you'd really love to talk about or hear from, please feel free to reach out to me via email or DMs on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please hit that plus sign button so you don't miss another episode. And if you'd like to reach out to me, you can email me at intuitivelyelise at gmail.com or check in on Instagram at intuitively underscore Elise. Okay. Hope you all have a great rest of your month, a good beginning of June, and I will talk to you so, so soon. I love you. Bye.